episode of Calm, Cool, and Connected is brought to you by Bridgeside Medical Clinic, Chesapeake Integrated Behavioral Healthcare, and Edgar Casey's ARE. Now more than ever, we have an opportunity to be a positive force in the world, to help heal the divide, to treat each other and ourselves with respect. But with so many tools out there from meditation to physical training, proper nutrition, therapy, and so many others, we all need a little help navigating all the options. Join us as we share in-depth information, insights, and thought-provoking discussions that will help answer your questions about how to stay calm, cool, and connected during these times. Welcome to Calm, Cool, and Connected, your guidebook to peace of mind. Hello, and welcome to Calm, Cool, and Connected. I'm your host, Dr. Elizabeth Fedrick. Gambling addictions impact about 1% of the population, and according to YaleMedicine.com, there's some key risk factors that are associated with an increase in the occurrence of this type of addiction. This includes gender, age, support systems, mental health, and post-traumatic stress disorder. There are many treatment options available for gambling addictions, including medication, psychotherapy, and support groups. And joining us today are Kristen Martin, Prevention Specialist, and Michelle Morgan-Jackson, Prevention Specialist, from Chesapeake Integrated Behavioral Healthcare. They're joining us to talk about gambling addictions, including warning signs and treatment options that are available. Hi, guys. Welcome back. Hi. Thanks for having us. Bye. Thank you for joining us. So this is a really important topic. And let's start by talking first about the statistics. Kristen, if you can jump into that with us, the the statistics across the U.S. as well as in Virginia and how this is really impacting our population. Yes, there's not a whole lot of information. It's definitely a new and upcoming topic that's being brought to light because it has become an issue and it's really affecting individuals and families and loved ones and communities. So two points. One million people are affected every year and can qualify for a severe gambling disorder addiction. But there's also another four to six million, which is about two to three percent of the population, who would be able to identify as having a mild to moderate gambling disorder. And anyone can be at risk for gambling disorders, but it's actually 23 times more likely to develop one if you already have a previous mental health or substance use disorder. So that, like you said, that is one of the risk factors. And NCPG, which is the National Council on Problem Gambling, actually estimates that there's about $7 billion a year that we spend in the United States due to issues that arise from problem gambling. And this could be criminal justice issues, job loss, bankruptcy, and other kind of consequences. So again, this is definitely a public health issue and not just an individual or family issue. Absolutely. And becoming more widely spread as people are downloading apps in order to do it directly from their phone and that the dopamine component of this. So it being the psychological addiction that sometimes people have a hard time understanding of why don't you just stop doing it? But exactly. that's how addiction works and including psychological addiction. That's not how it works. So what are some signs that someone might be struggling? Let's talk about if someone is listening. And so for them individually, if they're struggling, what might be some signs that they should look out for? This could be, and like you said, it's so easily accessible. Before you have to go to a casino or a building, now you can download an app from your phone. You can make micro bets all the time. You can bet on plays. You can bet on quarters. There's so many more options out there. So if you're becoming more preoccupied with gambling, you're spending more money, you're starting to spend your savings, you're getting really restless and irritable when you're trying to stop. It could also be, you feel like you have a loss of control because you you cannot control the outcome of the bet that you make. And, and then one of the big ones in extreme cases, it starts affecting your life. 
It starts affecting your job and your family and your access to hobbies and your community support. All of that will be affected if it becomes a very, very serious, extreme problem. Yeah, so that self-awareness is key of starting to assess mm-hmm. like, how is my daily functioning shifting? How are my moods, you know, shifting and really being aware of what is happening for you. And when we think about it in terms of loved ones. So if we have loved ones who potentially were concerned that this might be an issue, what are some things we can be aware of for those people around us? You're going to see a lot of preoccupation with their phones or going to casinos or track betting places or things like that to where they're not home as much anymore. They're trying to go other places. They're always on their phone making micro bets. Their personality might change because that irritability component, you know, they were all happy-go-lucky and now they start getting irritable really, really easily. And that's not in character for them. That could be some signs that, you know, you need to talk to them and figure out what's going on. And of course, there's a financial component that if, if all of a sudden they're spending a lot more money, they start to spend the family savings or the lunch money for the children or whatever the case is, that becomes an issue that you need to talk to them about that and see what you can do to help and support them. Yeah, absolutely. And some other, you know, something to consider is if that person is talking incessantly about the app on their phone, if they're talking about, you know, needing to get to the casino or trying to tune into these games that they're betting on, things like that, when it becomes more obsessive for them, that it often mm-hmm. will flag that maybe something more is going on. But Michelle, what about for treatment options? So if somebody's listening and they're like, ah, I can maybe too closely relate to this, what are the options available? Well, if someone is actually struggling, Virginia Council on Problem Gambling teamed up with Virginia Lottery to provide confidential 24-hour hotline number. And the number is 1-888-532-3500. There's also a national gambling hotline number. That's 1-800-522-4700. And again, just keep in mind, there's also text, especially now that we have a lot of young people who's actually participating in the gambling. And they prefer the communication texting. There's also the same number for texting. And a chat, which is ncpgambling.org slash chat. And do we know what type of treatment options? So like I mentioned in the intro, you know, with meditation, with support groups, with psychotherapy, do you guys offer programs there at CIBH that are specific for this? Or is it more general help that they can get? Well, this more general help, they can actually get a screening and from there, they'll refer them to the appropriate professional help. Mm-hmm. And again, also the Virginia National Problem Gambling also have a website and that website has help by state. It also gives you problem gambling assessment tools and screening. There is certified gambling counselor, a directory for treatment facility that's listed there. And again, there's fact sheets and there's other information that you can get from that website. <clears throat> Yes, absolutely. And if somebody is listening and they're, you know, unsure of where to seek help, even starting with a an individual counselor, starting with an, an addiction support group, or just start with what's available to you. And then as you guys are saying, seek out these additional resources that are specific to the concern. Like you said in the beginning, a lot of people think, you know, okay, well, gambling's not like alcohol or other substances. It's a different kind of addiction. It's still an addiction and it's still affects the neurotransmitters and the chemicals in your brain. So a lot of times, you know, cognitive behavioral therapy, group work, medication that would work for other disorders may potentially work for gambling disorders. And again, 
a lot of people are more predisposition to develop a gambling disorder if they already have an existing mental health or substance use disorder. So it's really coming to light. They are developing a lot more resources because the issue is becoming more prominent in society. We are seeing a lot of development of new resources. So everyone should stay tuned for some updates on that. Yeah, it's much needed. And mm-hmm. what about if anyone is interested in the program that CIBH, how can they get a hold of you guys? Well, we have a website, CIBHprevention.com, where you have access to our calendar, all of our training and programming. And you also have access to our monthly newsletter and other array of information that's listed there. Well, very good. Thank you, Kristen and Michelle, for being here. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you all for tuning in to this episode of Calm, Cool, and Connected. Please make sure to find us on Facebook and Instagram. And also make sure to rate and subscribe to our podcast so that others can discover our content as well. Thank you again for joining us on this episode of Calm, Cool, and Connected.